I'm Christina and I am a relationship coach and the host of this magical podcast. So welcome to Relationship Realness. This podcast is all about helping you create those long-lasting, healthy relationships that we all desire. With unapologetic realness of everyday relationship struggles we all face together. Welcome to Relationship Realness for your dose of relatability. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of Relationship Realness. I feel like it has been so long since I have recorded a new episode after the holidays and then the new year, and we are back hitting the ground running, and I'm so excited. Um... Today, I really would love to, first and, actually, first and foremost, I just want to remind you, yes, it is a new year, okay? But some of the, this, I've had this conversation with a few of my clients, now my private one-on-one clients, and we're really trying to embrace the idea that although it is a new year, it is not a new year, new me, okay? I think that that puts so much pressure on people to, you know, change who they are and change all these habits and reevaluate your goals. And then you feel like you're never accomplishing your goals because every single year you're setting new goals, which is great. Okay. Setting new goals. Yes. Amazing. Great. But you kind of want to give yourself a little bit of grace and it's not the mentality of it's a new year, new me. It's the mentality of it's a new year. And I'm going to continue just doing what I have to do to improve myself, improve my habits, improve my lifestyle, improve my career, improve my relationships one day in one step at a time. Make your goals and your days more digestible. And I know that when we hit the new year, we all feel like we have to kind of like hit the ground running and do everything all at once or it's never going to happen at all. But I promise if you just do one little step every single day towards your goals, towards your accomplishments, towards your dreams, you will get there. Okay. Just never give up. It's honestly, just remind yourself, consistency, consistency, consistency. All you have to do is remain consistent with it. And those things will eventually happen for you. Okay. So I just wanted to give you that little snippet before I dive into today's episode, which is a good one. It's a fun one. It's, you know, I want to tell a little bit of a story about myself on this episode, which I know I do sometimes, but, you know, today I really want to talk about, you know, how you knew you were with the one, how do you know you're with the one? And I want to tell you how I knew that I was with I guess you could say the one, my husband, the guy that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with, the person that I wanted to be a partner to in this crazy roller coaster that is life, right? But I I want to remind you that there is like no one size fits all answer to this question, right? Everybody has different criteria for what they want in a partner and what makes a relationship meaningful and fulfilling to them, right? You'll hear me say time and time again that healthy relationships look and feel differently for everybody. So it's really important to remember that. So I'm going to give you like five things that I think are like the obvious, you know, want to haves, need to haves in a relationship when you are looking for the one that you want to build a life with, start a family with, you know, have a partner, 
in life with, right? And then I'm going to share you share with you, there was like this one moment in time, okay? There was like this one gesture that my husband, back then he was my boyfriend, that he did where I was like, that's the one. I'm going to marry that man. That is that. Yep. That's that's signed, sealed, delivered, done, right? Because maybe not a lot of people have those moments, but maybe you do. Maybe you can think back and be like, oh, there was that moment where I was like, this is why and this is when I knew I wanted to be with the person for the rest of my life, okay? Let's go through like the five obvious things that you should look for with the one person foremost though. Okay, number one, you should feel comfortable and secure in the relationship, okay? You should feel comfortable enough to be yourself. You should feel secure enough in that relationship and safe in that relationship, right? Meaning that you trust your partner. You'll feel confident in their love and in their commitment to you. You're never second guessing them. You are never, you know, thinking, oh my gosh, like, I don't know. Are they going to leave? I don't know. Like, you know that they are committed. You know that they are in this relationship for the long haul and you never have to second guess it. And you feel comfortable being yourself, your most true, authentic self, where you don't feel like you have to change who you are. You don't have to change the way you dress. You don't have to change your personality to be liked and loved by your partner. You can literally just feel safe and secure and comfortable just being you. Because that's why when my clients are first starting out dating, like, and we work on auditing their dating profile, I say, you want to be the most authentic version of yourself on this profile. You want to be the most authentic version of yourself in these conversations because you want to attract someone into your world that knows who you are, that wants to get to know who you are, but you're not hiding any part of yourself. You're like, this is who I am. This is what I'm into. This is what I like. And that's when you attract someone that you can just feel comfortable and secure in that relationship solely just being you, okay? Number two, you are able to communicate openly and honestly with your partner, okay? Communication, as you know, as I've said before, is such an important part of a relationship. You have to be able to communicate how you feel, you know, your concerns, what's working and what's not working, what you need and what you want in a relationship and feel safe to do so and be able to be open and be able to be honest with that person without being met with someone telling you, oh, you're wrong. Oh, you're needy. Oh, you're this. Oh, just can you just be quiet? Your feelings don't matter, right? You want to be able to communicate openly and honestly and have it flow. Yes, communication is hard. It's always going to be hard. You know, we all have different communication styles. But, you know, with the person that you're supposed to be with, you too can work through that. You too can create healthy communication. You too can take the necessary steps in order to improve communication if you have to improve it, right? It takes time. It takes, you know, getting to know how each other communicates and how you respond and react to certain situations. But you want to be able to communicate openly and honestly with your partner. And you feel like your partner truly listens and respects your perspective. Listening is just as important as the way we say things. And I think we forget about that part when it comes to communicating um, with people. You know, we have to be able to truly listen and not just hear what they're trying to tell us. And, you know, if you struggle with listening, I have a lot of like ways we can work through that. But the biggest thing I tell people is ask questions. If there's anything you're confused about, if there's anything you need clarity about, you know, be curious and ask them and be like, listen, I heard you say this. Is that what you meant by that? 
give your partner an opportunity to clear things up if you, you know, heard differently, okay? Number three, you share similar values and goals. You and your partner are on the same page when it comes to important issues, and you two are able to support each other in achieving your individual and shared goals. You know, we can all have our individual goals, right? Like I've built my business. My husband is on his own career path and journey. He's also had a million and one hobbies, and I have always supported him there, right? And then we have our shared similar values and goals where we both know we eventually want to have kids one day. We both knew before we got married we wanted to get married. You know, we both had the same opinions about, you know, religion and what we believed in and those type of things. And so we had very similar values and goals. So we were able to support each other in achieving our individual and shared goals as a couple. And that can be really beautiful and fun and hard, but it's it's great. And it's it's when you feel like you truly have a partner in this world when you're able to do that, right? Number four, you have a strong emotional connection. You have that deep sense of love and connection to your partner and you just honestly enjoy spending time with them. Like you'll hear some people say like, I like my partner, right? I like who they are. I like spending time with them. I like doing activities with them and I like talking to them and, you know, having that emotional connection is a really rare thing you find with people because it's hard for us to let our walls down. It's hard for us to be vulnerable. It's it's hard for us to, you know, show our true colors because we're constantly living in this state of like protecting ourselves. So when you do find someone that you're able to create that beautiful emotional connection with and you feel that deep sense of love and, you know, connection to your partner and you really enjoy their time and spending time with them, that's a really beautiful thing to recognize because like I said, that that shit's rare, okay? It's really rare. And then lastly, you're able to navigate challenges and conflicts in a healthy way. I'm going to say this time and time again, and you all know the real OGs who listen to me and follow me and do all the things know that I will say that if you have an idea of a perfect relationship being a relationship where there is no conflict, no arguing, no fighting, no nothing, then you are very much mistaken. The good, healthy, long-lasting relationships are the ones who know how to navigate those challenges, the ones that know how to have the hard conversations and the ones who know how to resolve conflict because conflict will happen especially if you are speaking your mind and telling someone how you feel and bringing things that are bothering you to the table, which you should all be doing, right? There is bound to be a little bit of friction. But if you and your partner are able to work through those difficult times, you will come out stronger as a result. I always say that like if you go through a really, really hard chapter, like I'll use just like infidelity for example, okay? Your relationship can go one or two ways, especially if this was a mistake, if your partner is remorseful, um, if they're doing all of the things they need to do to take action to repair your trust, right? Your relationship will either get stronger as a result of it or it'll break you two apart, okay? So it's all about if you're able to navigate those challenges and conflicts in a healthy way, right? So that's important to note. And it's important to remind you again and again that no relationship is perfect Even the best relationships will have their ups and downs, right? And, you know, we all go through really hard chapters. And so that's – I was going through a really hard chapter when I realized 
that I wanted to be with my now partner forever, that I wanted to marry him. I don't know if you guys have heard this story before, but like my uncle passed away when um, like I think it was like in 2016. It's been like a couple of years now. Um, I try and blank out the exact years. It just kind of all blurs together. But he passed away from cancer and he was like my best friend. He, you know, was kind of like he played a dad role to me in some ways. And, you know, I loved him and he was amazing. And he was like my best friend and supported me in everything I did. And every single year for my birthday, he would send me a bouquet of flowers. He would always send me flowers on my birthday because we didn't live in the same state. I lived in New York for majority of my adult life. Um, and he lived in LA where I'm originally from. And so we never really got to see each other on my birthday. So he would always send me a bouquet of flowers. And the year after he passed away, it was like my first year after he died. And like, I said to he was my boyfriend at the time, but Anthony, I said to him, I was like, oh, this is kind of like a bummer. You know, like my uncle usually sends me flowers every year. Um, just like really feeling it this year that I probably won't receive them from him. And, you know, that was it. I just kind of like said it in passing. I just mentioned it and that was it. Then, of course, my birthday rolls around and like I used to love having my birthday when I worked a corporate job at like my office because like my mom would send me stuff and then like you'd get like the happy birthdays at work and I always just like loved the feeling of it for some reason. But this particular birthday, I like received flowers and there was no card like that was signed by anyone. There was a card, but it wasn't signed and I didn't have like from so-and-so or love so-and-so. So I was like, this is really weird. And so I start reading the card and I start tearing up and crying. I'm going to, I'm going to read it for you. I'm going to read it for you. I have it here. Okay. So hold on. Let me grab it. Okay. So it says happy birthday TT, which is the name that my uncle used to call me growing up. It was like his nickname for me. Um, it was like only him and like my brother and sister would call me that name. Okay. So it said happy birthday TT. May your day be filled with the light and the love your friends and family bear for you. Remember, I am always with you in the sun and the moon, the stars and the sky, the earth and the sea. I love you, Christina, and I wish you the happiest birthday on this day and the rest of days to come with you always and forever. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? Like, I'm like crying and I like call Anthony at first. And he's like, no, I didn't. I didn't send that. I'm like, weird. And then I call my brother. He's like, no, I didn't send that because like only my brother, his sister, and my mom knew that like he called me TT, like really. And my mom's like, no, it wasn't me. I called everyone. And they were like, no, it wasn't me. And then I finally called Anthony again. And I was like, was this you? And he was like, yes, it was. And that's when I knew. That's when I knew. Hands down. Because, you know, I shared something vulnerable with him and he took it and he listened and he, you know, paid attention to what was important to me and made me feel good in that moment. And it was beautiful. It was amazing. And I still hold on to that to this day. And he's never topped it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he has in some ways, but that was like top peak moment for him. Um, and it was awesome. And it was just so special. So, you know, 
if you have any of those moments where you just are kind of like, this is it, like this is it, don't ignore those moments, right? And maybe sometimes you have to sit back and reflect on them. And, you know, in the moment at that time, like I don't even think I fully digested like that I, that was the moment. It took like a couple of like months later for me to be like, this, this is why I want to spend the rest of my life with this guy. Um, so pay attention to those moments because you never know when you may have one of them. And they're really, really special to cherish and honestly hold on to. But, you know, when it comes to the one, you know, just think about mostly the things that feel good for you in a relationship. You know, if you and your partner are able to build a strong foundation of trust and communication and support you're probably on the path to a really fulfilling and long-lasting relationship. So, you know, pay attention to mostly how you feel. That's like mo- the biggest thing that I pay- tell my clients is how does this person make you feel? Do they make you feel safe? Do they make you feel secure? Do they make you feel comfortable being your true self, right? How do they make you feel? And if you're constantly stressed or you're constantly anxious or you're constantly overthinking, those are also things to also pay attention to how you're feeling, right? Those negative feelings are things to pay attention to as well as the positive ones. Because if the negative outweighs the positive, that's huge. You want the positive to outweigh the negative. Because yes, like I said, there will always be a little bit of negative, but you 110% want those positive feelings to outweigh the negative, okay? Oh, it feels good to be back. I've missed you so much. I can't wait to start recording. I have some really amazing episodes coming up for you guys. And I will get my mother on this podcast, you know, as soon as she decides to make some time for me. I have an amazing episode that I want to um, chat about with her that will coming out be coming out soon. So I love you guys all so much. Um, and if you're listening to this in the morning, afternoon, or night, I hope you have an amazing morning, afternoon, or night, my loves.